Holy Father in heaven, blessed be thy holy name, O Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege to be among the living. Lord in heaven, thank you also for the spiritual blessings you give to us and also thank you for the temporal blessings in the water we drink, the air we breathe, the food we eat. We thank you for the security and protection which we enjoy. Thank you for the times when we were sick and how you healed us and you sustained us. Dear Lord, we say glory be unto your name. Now, Lord, I pray that as we go through your word, that you will bless us once again. For without you, we can do nothing. We need the sustenance from your word. Please put your words in my mouth and help me, Lord, to speak words of life and truth that we all may be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Conflict and Courage April 3 Face to Face And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. Exodus chapter 33 verse 11 After the transgression of Israel in making the golden calf, Moses again goes to plead with God in behalf of his people. He has learned from experience that in order to have an influence with the people, he must first have power with God. The Lord reads the sincerity and unselfish purpose of the heart of his servant and condescends to commune with this feeble mortal face to face as a man speaks with a friend. Moses casts himself and all his burdens fully upon God and freely pours out his soul before him. The Lord does not reprove his servant but stoops to listen to his supplications. The answer comes, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. But Moses does not feel that he can stop here. He has gained much. But he longs to come still nearer to God, to obtain a stronger assurance of his abiding presence. He has carried the burden of Israel. He has borne an overwhelming weight of responsibility. When the people sinned, he suffered keen remorse, as though he himself were guilty. And now there presses upon his soul a sense of the terrible results should God leave Israel to hardness and impenitence of heart. Moses presses his petition with such earnestness and fervency that the answer comes, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Now, indeed, we would expect the prophet to cease pleading. But no, emboldened by his success, he ventures to come still nearer to God with a holy familiarity which is almost beyond our comprehension. He now makes a request which no human being ever made before. I beseech thee, show me thy glory. What a petition to come from finite mortal man. But is he repulsed? Does God reprove him for presumption? No. We hear the gracious words, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. In the history of Moses, we may see what intimate communion 
with God it is man's privilege to enjoy. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Face to Face. We are continuing the story of the apostasy and the crisis that was in Israel when Aaron was left in charge of the people while Moses went for 40 days to get instruction from God. We have seen the kind of slack and loose leadership that Aaron had and also the influence of the mixed multitude in the people and I want to remind us as we are going on our journey to heaven be careful of the mixed multitude around you and within you be careful that you do not talk about your past life as something that you miss be careful that you do not think in your mind of your past as though it was something that was pleasurable for anybody who really is an Israelite, you were in bondage in Egypt. You were not free. Therefore, it is not a place that you should be wanting to go back to. It is the bondage to sin. And there is no need to talk about going there. And anybody who wants to bring those thoughts to the mind should be repulsed. And we should not allow such thoughts in our mind. And if the thoughts comes to the mind, rebuke such thoughts because there is no going back to Egypt. And at the same time, there is no going to Canaan without the Lord. And that's what we're going to be looking at today in this devotion, face to face. We're going to look at the real and true kind of leadership that Moses uh, displayed in comparison to that we've already seen of Aaron. What a true leader should be like. In the book of Exodus 32, when Moses had just finished receiving instruction from God on Mount Sinai, the Lord was the one that brought it to his notice that something was going wrong in Israel that they had done something wrong and we will see what Moses did as a leader in Exodus 32 reading from verse 7 it says and the Lord said unto Moses go get thee down for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them they have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said these be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Wow, behold, the omnipotence and omnipresence of God. He was here with Moses and he knew exact the exact words that they had spoken while they were down there uh, below the mountain. Okay, I continue the reading now from verse 9. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people. And behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for mischief did he bring them out, to slay them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from thy fierce wrath, and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, and Israel, and Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and saith unto him, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he taught to do unto his people. Amen. 
in this in these words here we see one of the qualities that made Moses to be that man who could see God face to face meaning that he could seek the face of the Lord and get his requests answered here is a quality of meekness here is a quality of deep selflessness here is a quality that he is not thinking of himself and self-exaltation and a desire for ambition for his personal glory but rather he is thinking of the people reading from the spirit of prophecy volume 1 page 245 paragraph 1 it says god saw that the children of israel especially the mixed multitude were continually disposed to rebel and by their works provoke him to destroy them he knew that they would murmur against moses when in difficulty and grieve him by their continual rebellion he proposed to moses to consume them and make of him a great nation here the lord proved moses he knew that it was a laborious and soul-trying work to lead that rebellious people through the promised land he would test the perseverance, faithfulness, and love of Moses for such an erring and ungrateful people. But Moses would not consent to have Israel destroyed. He showed by his intercessions with God that he valued the prosperity of God's chosen people more highly than a great name, or to be called the father of a greater nation than was Israel. End of quote. Wow, how many? How many will get this request from God and will not grab the request or just resign and say, oh, Lord, do what is best for you. But here, even though what the Lord wanted to do was still going to be done in the future, which was that God had already seen that there was no need to continue this project with these people because in the end, how many of them still entered Canaan? Only two of the adults from 20 years upwards. God already knew. So somebody might be wondering, why is God, why is his anger hot? He knew something we don't know. From their action, God already knew there is no entering Canaan for these people. They are a stiff-necked and rebellious people and he wanted to consume them. While it is true that he knew that none of them were going to make it except Caleb and Joshua, nevertheless, it was still a test for Moses. Moses did not know that. He didn't know that. All he knew is that he had hope in the people. He believed that it was possible, even as bad as they were. Here he displayed the character of Christ. This is the character of one who must seek the face of God and see him face to face. Because, like we read, he was not after his own glory. He was not seeking a great name for himself, wanting to be called the father of a greater nation. It didn't look like an attractive project to him. I mean, Jacob would go and uh, deceive and steal for that purpose instead of being happy for his brother Esau. Moses is rather happy for the people. Let them grow up. Just like John would say about Jesus, he shall increase while I decrease. Moses was ready for Israel to increase. Let him rather decrease. And this is the character of one who would seek the Lord and see him face to face. Remember that even Elijah, it was zeal for Israel and for Israel's glory that still made him to be one who could see God face to face. There's a lot of similarity between Moses and Elijah, which we will talk about sometime in our uh, devotion. But you can see that there is that desire 
zeal for the people to bring them up to a higher spiritual state which Aaron his brother did not have. Aaron thought he loved them but did he really love them? Moses was the one who loved them, who pleaded for them, who wanted the greatest gifts for them but Aaron was the one who loved glory for himself. Moses had the opportunity to take glory for himself here. The Lord promised it to him but he didn't want it. Aaron had the same opportunity above his brother Moses whom he failed and there he took advantage of them castigating his own brother to bring glory to himself. That is not the character of a leader. He failed his brother indeed. He knew very well that his brother was being looked down on. He did not defend Moses. He did not defend Moses' cause. And not only did he not defend Moses, he took advantage of the opportunity to take glory to himself so that the people would be on his side. You cannot seek the face of God that way. Neither will you see him face to face. If you have that competitive spirit, if you are the type who is a man pleaser, you cannot see the face of God. Aaron was not like that. He was not one who would please God. He was a man pleaser. Aaron was not a man who wants to please God above people. Before Moses came down to meet the people, he first of all secured their lives. This is what a leader does, interceding, seeking the face of the Lord for his people. And when he came down, though the people did not like him, they preferred Aaron, yet he had their best interest at heart. And just like little children, Moses took care of the children of Israel. Regardless of whether they understood him or not, they didn't know what he has just done for them. The Lord was going to consume them while they were there. And the Lord is not joking. He was not just merely testing Moses here. He wasn't joking. If the Lord wanted to do it, and we will see subsequently that he did such things. When there was no Moses to plead for the people, the Lord destroyed them. And in this case, he was going to do it. But Moses, as a true leader, one who sees God's face, he pleaded for them and they were secure. And not only them, but even much more than that. When he went down to meet them, and he saw Aaron, like we've already seen in our devotion yesterday, he dealt with this situation. But then, there was now a problem among the Israelites. What was the problem? In the book of Exodus, reading chapter 33 from verse 1, after the whole thing had quelled, the anger of Moses had been seen and he came down shining with light from his face that they couldn't behold him. They quaked with fear. 3,000 people were slain. But now there was a problem. Exodus 33 verse 1 will tell us downward, will tell us what the problem was. Remember that these people said, As for this Moses, we wot not what has happened to him. Let us make a golden cow for ourselves and worship. And they were already beginning to say, We will go either to Egypt or to Canaan. We don't need Moses' leadership. And also, they said to themselves that the pillar of cloud and that fire had finally settled in the mountain that it was not going to move again. So they need to take things into their own, own hands and move for themselves. Now, in Exodus 33 verse 1, we read, And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hevite, and the Jebusite, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. For I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. 
And when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned, and no man did put his on him his ornaments. For the Lord had said unto Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore now put off thy ornaments from thee, that I may know what to do unto thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Horeb. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came and it came to pass that every one which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. So, what really was going on here? Why were the people mourning? Since they said they wanted to go to Canaan, God told them, Go. Go to Canaan. I will send my angel before you. I will chase away the Hittite and the Amorite and every other person. But one condition, I'm not going with you. As for chasing away the people, I'll do it. But on your journey from where you are now at Mount Sinai down to Canaan, go by yourself. Because if I come among you, I will consume all of you. This was a heated crisis that had taken place. And this was why the people mourned. God said, I am not going with you. And they all became afraid. Now they came to their senses and realized that they needed God's presence. How were they going to go there by themselves before? Just before now, the Amalekites had already attacked them. Were it not for the presence of the Lord, the Amalekites would have destroyed them, completely wiped them off. But because of the presence of the Lord, they were secure. There were serpents and many wild animals along that way as they were moving. Was it not for that pillar of cloud and pillar of fire, those animals would come out and destroy them. There were also other nations like the Edomites, the Philistines, many other nations that had heard of what happened to Egypt. They knew that it was the children of Israel. Everybody was afraid of them. When we look at Joshua, you will find out even though they knew who the God of Israel was, everybody had to fight for their lives. They stood their ground and said they will fight Israel and they came together. What more if the Lord was not with them? God said, I am not going with you anymore. Just go by yourself. The best I can do for you is I will send my angel to chase away the Hittite, but on your journey, go by yourself. And this was what caused the people to mourn. And they went to this tabernacle that Moses had made for them. And they made it, and they went there to pray. But none of them could seek the face of the Lord. The Lord did not answer any of them. They sought God but couldn't see his face, which is to get their prayers answered their prayers were not answered they kept on going many of them went there to pray in that tabernacle but they didn't receive any answer from the lord why they they couldn't see the face of god the bible tells us the reason why the difference between moses and the children of israel is very clear isaiah 59 reading from verse 1 and 2 says behold the lord's hand is not short that it cannot save neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Hmm. Your sins have hid his face. They couldn't see God face to face. Why? They had committed a grievous sin. And let this be a lesson to us that sin has consequences. They were pleading, but the Lord was not with them. And we need to be remorseful and understand that when we sin, we chase away the Holy Ghost from us and we are left by ourselves to be the sport of Satan. And this is the reason that many of us are weakened. 
when the Lord is not with us, when the Lord is not with you because we sin against him, then you have left yourself prone to the attack of the devil. But they could not move because if they moved, the Lord was not with them and the devil will incite all kinds of things, whether animals, whether humans, to come against them and they will be destroyed. But there was Moses. Moses did not go to that, that, that tabernacle for a long time while the people were going there. But God's face was not hidden from Moses because he was not part of the iniquity. As for Aaron, Aaron believed that you should cave in to the demands of the people. And the people loved him. They had a work leader who would give in to their demands. They had a leader who was the 21st century kind of leader. And they loved him, not the strict, firm, rigid Moses who always requires that we follow every command of God to the letter and doesn't even allow us to shake our body small. That was the kind of leader they did not like. They preferred Aaron, but of what good was Aaron to them now? Why did they go to Aaron? They should have carried Aaron with them. The Lord said, you can go. They should have taken Aaron with them since that's the kind of leader they, they like. But it is just like little children. They don't know what is good for them when their parents are doing well for them. Moses was a good parent to these people. He sought the face of the Lord the first time when the Lord wanted to destroy them. But the Lord didn't because of Moses. And now they couldn't move. And they were all waiting to see Moses, but they were not seeing him. They were going there to pray, but Moses did not go there to pray. Because Moses was thinking of something. As we read in Conflict and Courage, page 99, paragraph 2, he says, Moses had learned, has learned from experience that in order to have an influence with the people, he must first have power with God. Moses understood something that Aaron did not know. Aaron felt yield to the people. Moses understood. Do you want to have power over the people? You must first of all have an have power with God. Aaron thought he had an influence. We read it yesterday that Aaron had influence on the people. But that was a short-term and short-lived influence. It was not an influence that would be of any help to them. Moses understood that if you must help people, if you must have influence with them, it is God who you must have power with at first. And so what did Moses do? After some time when the people have been going there and they were not finding, the Lord was not responding to any of them. Then it came to pass here in Exodus chapter 33, as I was reading earlier, in verse 8, something now happened. And it came to pass when Moses went out onto the tabernacle that all the people rose up. So they came out of their tents, everybody. They now seen Moses. Finally, Moses has stood up. He wants to go and do something. And stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. You can imagine that camp. Everyone now, they are wanting to see what is going to happen. He built a tabernacle. He had not gone there all this while. People have been going there to pray. They have not seen the face of the Lord. But now Moses' turn. Moses now says he wants to go. And he stands and everybody is hoping, wishing, praying that Moses will find the face of God. Verse 9, And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle, at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, 
But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou seest unto me, bring up these people, and thou hast not let, no, let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. So, here is what's happening with Moses, self-distrust. Moses is saying, Lord, you said we should go, but you've not told us who is going to accompany us. That's basically what Moses is saying. And he said, hear the words of Moses. Moses now says, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, as God said now, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And Moses said unto him, If your presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Wow. This is a man who could see God face to face. And why wasn't Moses able to see God face to face and the others were not? Seeing God face to face is not something that just happens to anybody. Moses was a holy man. We are told in the book of James 5 verse 16, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Why were the prayers of the other people not answered? Their answer, their prayers were not the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. It may have been effectual, yes. It may have been fervent, yes, but they lacked the qualification of being the righteous man. For us to see God face to face, we can have the same experience Moses had. But we must be like Moses, separate from sinners. We must be like Moses, faithful to the letter in God's word. We must be like Moses, strict and firm in maintaining principle. This was what made Moses to see the face of God. And for God himself, he has said, My hand is not short, my ear is not deaf. He could hear their prayers, but his face was hidden from the Israelites because they were in their sins. And God said it, Because of your iniquities, my face is hidden from you, but not so for Moses. Here was a man who 40 years had received God's training and was faithful in his house. And God said to him, I know you by name. You have found grace in my sight. Do you believe that the Lord can say the same about you? Surely he can. It's all about the decisions we make. Moses was not just favored because God just selected him and said, oh, it's only you that will see my face. He earned it. He worked for it and he earned it. And we are told in the last paragraph of our devotion for today, we are told in the history of Moses, we may see what intimate communion with God it is man's privilege to enjoy. This face-to-face communion with God that Moses had was not just the the pleasure of it is not about seeing God's face because he didn't see any of God's face here. The face-to-face means getting your prayers answered the way that Moses got his prayers answered. Now the people had requested for God's presence but they didn't get it. But not until Moses prayed and the Lord said, My presence shall go with thee. Here was the Lord who had said before, that I am not going with you. If I come among you, I will consume you. Go by yourself. I am not going with you. And Moses never. He's not going without the Lord. And also the lesson we learn from this is that there are some of us who we have heard the voice of the Lord saying, Go to Canaan. In other words, there's a duty I want you to perform on this earth. Whether it is to go and do the publishing ministry or the sanitarium or do a work for me ministerially any of the works that the Lord has said we should do. 
it does not mean we should just strike out without the presence of God. We need to follow God's leading. Moses had done that kind of thing before. He knew that God had said that the Israelites were supposed to be freed from bondage, but he did not allow God to lead him and he struck before the Lord led and he ran away for 40 years because he did something the Lord did not ask him to do. The lesson is for all time. Today, the Lord has instructions for us. Go to Canaan. Go and do the sanitarium. Go and do the health food ministry. Go and preach the word of God. Go and do the country living. Go and also do the publishing work. But if you are impatient, you just want to work, and because you are looking at the benefits and you say, oh, I need this, I need that, there's going to be benefits from it for myself, even if it is spiritual benefits. Was it not going to be a spiritual benefit for the children of Israel to go to Canaan? Yes, it was. But it doesn't mean that they were supposed to move there in a haste without the presence of the Lord, without knowing that the pillar of cloud was directing them. The lesson is for us. Even if the Lord has asked you to do something, be careful to know that the pillar of cloud is directing you. And why is that so? Because God knows that there are many things that need to be in place before you can handle that work. Before the Israelites go into Canaan, there needs to be a lot of character building. There needs to be a lot of training, physical training too, for them to get to that place and do the work they needed to do. So it is with all of us. Moses struck at a time before when he did not seek the presence of God or the Lord's leading. Now he is used to being this meek person. Even though he knows that Israel was supposed to be delivered from Egypt, he's not going to do it unless the Lord leads. Even though he knows that Israel is supposed to be in Canaan, he's not going nowhere except God moves. So it is with you. Even though you know the Lord has told you to go into this kind of work or the other, relax and wait. Let the Lord lead you. Don't be like the mixed multitude who would want to strike out, move without the presence of the Lord, move without the pillar of cloud and think that, oh, since it is God who said we should go there, I will go without his presence. Let God's leading be with you. Be like Moses who says, I am not going except your presence goes with me. Be meek and know that the Lord needs to train you and be humble about it. Not saying, oh, I know what the Lord has raised me up for, therefore I'm going about to do it. You have to be humble and meek, even though you know this is what the Lord has, has told you to do. Be self-distrustful, knowing that I cannot carry this work by myself, except the Lord brings the work to me. Even if I know I'm supposed to do it, do not trust yourself that you can just handle it. Know that the Lord needs to train you and follow his leading. When he says it's time for that work to be done, then that is when to do it. Not just because you heard that God said we should go to Canaan, then you just start to move to Canaan. God should lead you, even though you know this is what he said you should do, allow him to lead you at his own time. You see, there are some of us who want to go to heaven, but not with Jesus. All we are thinking about is the mansions, eternal life, the streets of gold, the ability to fly from one planet to another, and what the food will taste like, and all those kind of things. The pleasures forevermore, as it is said in Psalm 16 verse 10. Yes, those things are there. But I will repeat over and over again. If you don't love God, if you don't hate sin and love righteousness, then heaven will not be for you. If you are not willing to stay with the Lord alone, then heaven is not for you. It's not about Canaan. It's all about you. That's what Moses was saying when he said to the Lord, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. I'm not going. I would rather stay here. 
if you are not following us to Canaan, then there's no need for me to go. And he, he, he continued and said in verse 16, For wherewith shall it be known that, that I and thy people have found grace in your sight? We need the evidence to show that you are with us. And that's that pillar of cloud. The Lord said, it's not moving anymore. Go. But now that pillar of cloud had descended from the heavens. Can you imagine how this thing was? As Moses came to the tabernacle, look at the respect that God had towards Moses. What? Why did God have this respect towards Moses? God said in his word, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, 28, the Lord had promised that if they keep the commandments of God, in verse 28, verse 9, it says, The Lord shall establish thee an holy people unto himself, as he had sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of thy God, and walk in his ways. And in Leviticus, chapter 26, reading from verse 7, he says, And you shall chase your enemies, that's if you keep his commandments, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase an hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. For I will have respect unto you, and make you fruitful, and multiply you, and establish my covenant with you. Look at the respect the Lord had for Moses. He condescended. As Moses came to that tabernacle, the Lord respected him and just condescended. And the the pillar of cloud came down. Wow! What respect the Lord had for Moses. Why? He earned it because he was faithful in his house. Moses, the Bible records that the man was faithful in all his house. That is in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 3. That's the Bible record of Moses. And the Lord will respect us too if we are faithful. Go and check Moses' life. If you are not like him, don't expect that you will get the same result that Moses had. Moses was a man who passed through the severest trials. Not even Abraham passed through the kind of trial that Moses passed through. But yet he was still faithful in all his house. And that is why the Lord had respect towards him. And the request he was making one after the other, the Lord was granting him. First of all, he prayed for the people. The Lord, he sought the face of the Lord and he found it. In other words, the Lord answered him. The Lord did not destroy them. Now the Lord said, I'm not going with you. Go by yourself. The people said they're not going. They were tired. They were mourning. Moses now went to the tabernacle. The Lord came down and he requested how can we go and you have not told us who is going with us and the lord had respect again and said my presence shall go before you see brothers and sisters truly the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much going on moses made further requests in verse 17 he says and the lord said unto moses moses i will do this thing also that thou hast spoken for thou hast found grace in my sight and i know thee by name and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Another request. Would the Lord res- would the Lord respond? Will the Lord listen to this kind of prayer? Show me thy glory. You want to see God face to face? He was already seeing the pillar of cloud, which was the presence of the Lord. But Moses was requesting for further evidence of God's presence with them. Show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou cannot see me face see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. So here we see clearly that the issue of face to face with Moses is not about him seeing God's face. 
It's about him finding his face. When we say, I sought the face of the Lord and I found it. In other words, I prayed unto God and he responded to my prayers. He answered my prayers. This is the face to face. But it is not everybody who gets this privilege. Can you imagine the amount of lives that Moses saved with his intercessory prayer? Only 3,000 people died when the Lord said I was going to he was going to consume all of them and make a, make a nation out of Moses and he was going to use that nation to uh, take over, to, to take the children of Israel to Canaan and fulfill the promise he gave to Abraham. That was what the Lord was going to do, but Moses' prayer was heard. Again, his prayer is heard. The second time when he says, go with us, and the Lord says, I will go with you. The third time now, he requests to see the glory of God. And once again, the Lord grants him his requests. Reading from Exodus chapter 34 from verse 1, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, And so God told Moses to come to the mountain with two tables of stone, and he wanted the Lord wanted to write the Ten Commandments again. And he told him to be ready in the morning. And Moses did exactly what the Lord said. And in Exodus 34, reading from verse 5, it says, And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. And he said, If now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for thine inheritance. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels, such as have not been done in all the earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord, for it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. Wow. Moses came again to plead with the Lord, go with us, please go with us. And the Lord heard his prayer. Amen. There needs to be more of, Mo of the people like Moses today. People who see the sins of the people as though it was their own sin and will plead with the Lord for the people as though they were pleading for their own lives. We read concerning Moses in our Devotion, Conflict and Courage, page 99, paragraph 3. It says, when the people sinned, he suffered keen remorse as though he himself were guilty. And now there presses upon his soul a sense of the terrible results should God leave Israel to hardness and impenitence of heart. Moses presses his petition with such earnestness and fervency that the answer comes. I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in, thy, in my sight, and I know thee by name. Now, indeed, we would expect the prophet to cease pleading. But no, emboldened by his success, he ventures to come still nearer to God with a holy familiarity which is almost beyond our comprehension. Wow. And we are told that in the history of Moses, we may see what intimate communion with God it is man's privilege to enjoy. End of quote. Now, we see the two things that makes Moses what he is, the man who saw God face to face, is the first thing, a righteous man. He was not like the people, not because of he, the fact that he had any other physical advantage over them. No, he was faithful. 
and that was why he was able to seek the face of the Lord in this manner and he found it. But for the people that was not the case, we can have this kind of communion. But it comes with a righteous character. We need to have people like this because for one person, Moses, other people's lives were saved. In the book of Deuteronomy 9, hear what Moses said concerning this incident when it happened, what he did. Deuteronomy 9 verse 18, Moses said, And I fell down before the Lord, as at the first forty days and forty nights. I did neither eat bread nor drink water, because... And I fell down before the Lord, as at the first, forty days and forty nights. And I did neither eat bread nor drink water, because of all your sins which you sinned in doing wickedly in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger for I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure wherewith the Lord was wroth against you to destroy you but the Lord hearkened unto me at that time also and the Lord was very angry with Aaron to have destroyed him and I prayed for Aaron also the same time amen for one person Moses Aaron's life was spared. What would have been of Aaron if not for this prayer? We would have heard the story of a certain saint called Aaron who is not going to be in heaven. The power of intercessory prayer. People are saved by it. Aaron is indebted to Moses' intercessory prayer. He will be in the kingdom of God and he's indebted to Moses' intercessory prayer for that. Were it not to be for Moses' intercessory prayer, Aaron was the most guilty person in this sin. And the Lord would have destroyed him. But not just him, but even the rest of the people who were involved. He would have destroyed all of them. But Moses' prayer saved them. Intercessory prayer will be of no avail if it is not the prayer of a righteous man. The other people, they prayed for themselves. But the Lord did not hear them. Not until Moses prayed that the Lord heard. So, Righteousness is indeed what preserves a nation. Moses' righteousness preserved this nation. And we need to seek the face of God because intercessory prayers bring us to the face of God. But we must, like Moses, be free from sin. Do not partake in the sins of the world. Reading now from Sons and Daughters of God, page 267, we are told, In calling God our Father, we recognize all his children as our brethren. We are all a part of the great web of humanity, all members of one family. If our, in our petitions, we are to include our neighbors as well as ourselves. No one prays aright who seeks a blessing for himself alone. End of quote. So let's have that in mind. From henceforth, let us always remember that in our prayers, we are to intercede for others also. And try, as parents, as friends, your righteousness matters. The Lord can hear your prayer because of who you are. The Lord will hear you. It's not just everybody that the Lord listens to when they intercede for others. Moses' prayer was heard because of who he was. And we also should have this this, this prized asset of being a person who, like Moses, can seek the face of the Lord and the Lord will hear him. In the book Prayer, page 244, paragraph 1, we are told, Let us strive to walk in the light as God, as Christ is in the light. The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed, not only for himself, but for those who were opposing him. When he felt earnestly desirous that the souls that had trespassed against him might be helped, he himself received help. Let us pray. 
not only for ourselves but for those who have hurt us and are continuing to hurt us pray pray especially in your mind give not the lord rest for his ears are open to hear sincere importunate prayers when the soul is humbled before him end of quote again in welfare ministry page 71 we are told there are souls who have lost their courage speak to them pray for them there are those who need the bread of life read to them from the word of god there is a soul sickness no balm can reach no medicine heal pray for these and bring them to jesus christ and in all your work christ will be present to make impressions upon human hearts and again reading from prayer page christ object lessons page 142 and 143 we are told pray for blessing our prayers are not to be selfish asking merely for our own benefit we are to ask that we may give the principle of christ's life must be the principle of our lives for their sakes he said speaking of his disciples i sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified john 17 verse 19 the same devotion the same self-sacrifice the same subjection to the claims of the word of god that were manifest in christ may be seen in his servants our mission to the world is not to serve or please ourselves we are to glorify god by cooperating with him to save sinners we are to ask blessings from god that we may communicate to others the capacity for receiving is preserved only by imparting we cannot continue to receive heavenly treasure without communicating to those around us amen in summary brothers and sisters you will be a prized asset you will be a savior oh what good you will do if like moses even i too if like moses i we all can preserve ourselves do not follow the world in doing evil so that we like the bible says when we make our effectual fervent prayer interceding for ourselves and for others the lord will hear our prayers but for one man moses the whole of israel who apostatized would have been destroyed his own brother was would have been dead were it not to be for him let us seek the face of the lord but know this that we cannot find his face unless we put away our iniquities from us then we can see god face to face let us pray our loving father in heaven we long to see you face to face but as we have read our iniquities separate us from you lord we believe that you also want to condescend to us the way you condescended to moses that you have promised in your word that you have respect unto us if we obey you lord i believe it and i exercise faith in that promise and i pray lord sanctify us sanctify us dear lord that we may have that nearness to you that we may be a means by which other souls may be saved by that we may be a means by which others may receive blessings we pray father anything in our lives that is hindering us from seeing you face to face lord please help us help us lord to put away our sins for we are weak and frail we have besetments we fall over and over again therefore we are not that righteous man whose effectual fervent prayer will avail much but we want to be like that so lord we pray please do not give up on us please have mercy on us and make us to become what you want us to be thank you lord for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering in jesus name i've prayed amen